What's going on, Jacob Quinn? Professional boxer, Huddersfield. Let's go. Listen to Stamba Radio. Keep tuned. Let's do it, man. Let's go. Do it, man. Let's go. Let's go, chap. How you doing? How you been, man? What's been going on? Listen, I'm good, man. Everything's good. Been training hard. Super hard. Not just hard, man. I've been training extra yeah. hard, man. How are you? Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. I'm just just doing running every other day, really. I ran to uh, I ran to Bradford last week from Huddersfield. From where? From Huddersfield. From Huddersfield, serious. Go on, smash it, man. How, yeah. how many miles is that? A long, slow run, so 10 miles. It wasn't what you do, but... Listen, I don't even run 10 miles, man. Yeah, but you guys... That's too much that. for me. <laughs> you know what it is, though? I'm, I'm naturally good at running, man. I like... Just tell me now, run 100 miles, and I'll run 100 miles. Just like that. I don't need no training. I'm talking about running and being athletic, were you always like that as a kid? Full of energy and stuff. You know, like, I'll tell you a story, man. So I was I was at school, Homefair High School, and uh, we did this uh, like marathon run kind of thing, you know, like a cross country thing. No word of lie, did no training whatsoever. Okay, I came second out of the whole, of my whole year, man, and that's with just no training. It was a natural athlete. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, definitely. What was uh, what was Homefair like back in the day? I loved it, man. I've got I've not got a bad word to say about it. Good people. I've always been treated treated well, so... We're living in crazy times, man. What's been going on in lockdown? What have we been up to? Crazy, isn't it? I mean, I've had so many conversations about it now. I'm not one of these conspiracy theory kind of people who's going to be like, oh, it's uh, 5G and it's this and that. Like, I'm not one of them kind of people. I think it is what it is. I think uh, the government are being honest with us. I'm not one of them people who think otherwise. But What do you think? What do you think is going on? It shocks me that we can't look after our elderly in the care rooms. That surprised yeah. me somewhat. Uh, we we yeah, can't yeah. look after the people that are supposed to look after us, like doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals. So from that point of view, I, th- I think the government have failed. But ultimately, yeah. when you make tough choices, unfortunately, peop- innocent people die. And I think I think some some areas... We've probably done well, but in some and but in terms of the NHS and stuff, I think I think the government have let them down personally. Let's talk BLM. I'm assuming you saw what happened in America, and in America, let's be honest, Jacob, it's not like mm. well, I, I can't say it's not like the UK, but we see it more mm. from America in terms of getting shot, getting stabbed, where some police officers, and we have to say so, um, are taking advantage of the law. I'm not going to say. It's increasing. I just think it's being captured on camera now. What, yeah. enough, what were your feelings when you saw that particular video of uh, George Floyd, I think his name was? I couldn't watch it, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you. And, and I never watched it just because I couldn't. It was, it, you know, it was, a sad, it was a sad affair. But my whole perspective over the Black Lives the, the Black Life Matter movement, to me, is, I mean, as a black man myself, I've always thought, like, I need to show people, I need to represent my race from what I do every single day. Do you know what I mean? Rather than, no disrespect to the people who posted up, oh, I'm a black man, I don't tear down other black man, and, and, the, and the women who do that too. No disrespect to, to them guys who put that out, because that's positive. But I try to be, like, a, a positive representation of my race every single day. That, that, that's how I see how, how uh, as a race like of people, as black people, we should... 
you know, go about solving the, the racial issues uh, in the world by just being be, being a beacon of, of positivity and, and uh, you know, just being a role model in, in everyday life, you know, every day. And I think that's how, how, how we'll uh, beat the stereotypes and get people to good people. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Uh, I don't just know what to, you think about that. Just to pick up on what you just said, you said you couldn't watch mm. the video. Why could you not watch it? Well, it's it's obvious, isn't it, man? It's just it was just disturbing. It was like how another human being can do that to another human being. It's just it's unbelievable. I mean, I've heard reports, you know, like the, the guy was 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 screaming and crying, and he was fighting for breath, and and the guy over him was just non-respondent to that. It's just unbelievable how another human being can can treat another human being like that. Uh, so I just thought it's not going to do me any good watching it. It's just going to make make my perception of of other people downgraded. Where, where you know what I mean? What are your um, feelings about police officers and cops and stuff like that? Your personal interactions with them, if you've had any? Not not positive. I've got to I've got to admit, not positive. I've in my life I've been stopped quite a few times by police uh, and searched, and you know, with no reason for them to do that whatsoever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there was one time in Homefirth this happened. There was a police car that stopped me and, and the guy got out and he was like, well, we've received reports of, of a robbery around here matching your description. So I was like, what, like a, a mixed race guy? What, what, what do you mean my description? And he couldn't really give me a description. He just, he just didn't really expand on that. But I was just going to work, you know what I mean? Minding my own business. I kind of looked at that and I thought, you know what, like, it's not as brutal as f anything physically getting uh, done to you like in America, but it's it hurt my feelings because it's like I'm a, I, I see myself as, as an upstanding member of, of society, you know what I'm saying? And for that to happen to me when I'm minding my own business was uh, was a little bit upsetting. But like I've been telling people, it's not in this country anyway. I think it's more the one percent of police officers that might have a bit of an agenda. Whereas in America, it might be uh, 20% out of all of them. But I'm no expert. I mean, what about you? What, what in, in your life, what, what's your, what's your uh, take on, on police? I've never been pulled over in Huddersfield. And I live in yeah. Huddersfield like yourself. When I leave Huddersfield, and I remember the first, I've, I've been pulled over three times, twice in Bradford. And I was just like, damn, I'm only driving a, you know, a Vauxhall car, sir. I'm not driving a nice car or anything. The police officer uh, was some, somewhat similar to the, to the one that pulled you over, just questioning me. And you know what? I just thought, look, I can be awkward with this guy or I can just be ultra nice to him. So I was ultra nice to him. And I just said to him, look, I kind of took advantage of the situation. I said, look, I've never seen the back of a police car. I don't mind sitting in the back of a police car. And he was having none of it. He wouldn't let me sit in the back of his car. Because I thought, if you're going to pull me over, at least let me yeah. experience mm. sitting in the back of the police car. He wouldn't, <laughs> he, he wouldn't let me do yeah. that. I don't know why. For some odd reason, I just thought. And I was on my own. And this was yeah. 2004, uh, when you were a, a nipper. Yeah. I just thought, right. And the same thing happened to me at Bradford again. But the third time, it happened to me in Dewsbury with my university mates. And that was a funny story where we're coming back from five-a-side footy. Yeah. So after, after five-a-side, you're sweating. Uh, we're all, I'm dropping the boys off home. So obviously the cars, the car stinks of sweat. 
There's four mm-hmm. of us in the car. I'm driving towards Huddersfield and suddenly I see these big lights out of nowhere, the siren going off, pull over, pull over. But the funny thing was, I stalled my car because I wasn't expecting that to happen. And then the copper says, don't stall your car. Out loud. <laughs> I was just like, what's going on here? So he told me why he pulled us over. He said, one of your rear passengers uh, wasn't wearing a belt. I was like, okay, you've, you must obviously have evidence of this. And yeah. at the end of the day, that was that. So I've had three bad experiences, but I've also met some very good police officers because I'm a football referee at grassroots. I've oh, met, yeah. Loads, okay. yeah, I've met mm. loads of good coppers as well. Mm. And the ones Life that yeah. yeah, and the ones that engage with you in a nice way and say, you know, you're right, mate, how are you doing? Um yeah. There's been a crime in the area. Have you seen anything dodgy or anything like that? You know, if they come up to you in a respectable way rather than coming across in a disrespectful way and aggressive fashion. And I think... You cannot respect for that. You know, as a community or as your own local area, you should know who your local coppers are. I know I know Tom. Yeah, I've got his, uh, I've got his details. I'll let him know if something's mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. I think there's a massive problem where police are not engaging with the community. Definitely. And, Definitely, and I think yeah. that's, a, that's a major problem. In terms of America, they've got so many problems. And it's still happening to this day. There was a story the other day where a black man was lynched. And I, could, and this, I was reading this. I was like, what's going on? We're going back, we're going back for 100 years here. And wow. unfortunately, I'll be honest with you, as an ethnic minority, if you said to me, you know, would you live in America? I'd say no chance in hell. I think no it's dangerous. Yeah, I think it's dangerous yeah. to a certain degree. But majority of them, I would say they're probably all right. Definitely. But, but let's talk as, as well. I mean, not saying these guys are in the right at all because they're 100% not. But like, let's talk about, I mean, what we can do as, as, as a minority to, uh, you know, to in, enhance uh, the, the view that the that other races have on us. You know what I mean? Like, we've got to help ourselves. Do you know? Like, oh, def- a definitely. Lot kids, a, a lot of these kids... Like this, this new generation of kids, man, they they look up to people like like rappers, and I'm not saying all rappers are, are, are bad, but they, they don't look up to the people who are, who are giving back to them in the, in the communities and and giving back to their race and back to, to 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 people who look like them. Do you know what I mean? Like we need to find some different role models than the rappers and you know the ballers and people you know people who are gonna you know take just take away from you know what I mean? Like these rappers and and the people like that. They, I mean, they, they, a lot of them spread negativity, like talking about girls and drugs and, and, you know, this kind of stuff. Like, why don't we look for positive role models in, 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 in society, you know, and, and build them up on a platform, you know, rather than looking at these, you know, these ballers and rappers and people that everybody wants to, the kids want to aspire to be like. We've got to help ourselves as, a, you know, as, as, as a race of people first before we can expect other people. We can't expect other people to come in and go, oh, well, Look at the, you know, it's, it's, it's so bad what's going on with these guys. We need to help them. When we're not helping ourselves, do you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's how I feel. I'm not saying it's right by, by, by any means necessary, not right at all. I think it's disgusting racism and what happens. But at the same time, let's build ourselves up because it starts with you. You've got to love yourself first before other people can love you. Do you know what I'm saying? See, I, um, I agree with what you're saying. I think ultimately mm. it comes down to, right, so... You said rappers, and yeah. there's 
there's a lot of people not, that not are, no, no, I know what you mean. There's a lot of people that are not aware that Akon mm. has done a lot mm. of work in Africa, a lot yes, of I work, mm. and mm. he didn't get much press press coverage. In America. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? The media doesn't want to co cover the, the positive things that happen. Do you know what I'm saying? It's always, oh, this guy got shot, you know, for an example, Pop Smoke, the guy who died. Oh, that this is all over the news, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows about this. But anything that uplifts us as, 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 as a race, any, anything that shines positivity on, on, on us guys is just buried un underneath, you know what I'm saying? It's, it needs to change. Definitely. There's a young lad, six years old, from the black mm. From the black community called Jason yeah, Beckford, yeah. six-year-old, sat his GCSEs. I think he wow. sat. I think he sat maths or English. I can't remember. Six years old, and he came out with a good grade. Wow! He's from London. That's crazy. That must got, be some kind of record. I think it's. I think he's the youngest at this moment in time, and there are a lot of inspirational stories out there, especially from. Mm -hmm. I, I say from all uh, communities, but these are the stories which are not shared, especially amongst the ethnic minorities that, you know what, if we work mm. hard, if we mm. put our time into something that's going to benefit us, because mm -hmm. you have to think about it. If you want to look up, look up to some, someone, you can look up to people like yourself and more, pop, more popular boxers like AJ, right. you know, do stuff like that. Get into boxing, get into sports. Yeah. If you're uh, academic, you know, become become something uh, academic related, like a teacher, like a professor, like a judge or something, and take mm. it from there. Because we all play a small role. And I think from what you said earlier on, by playing a small role, we improve mm. the perception of who we are. Yes, unfortunately, mm. we are not going to defeat racism. Because people... Yeah will always, well, a small minority of people will always think, think the wrong way. But there are a majority yeah. of people that who you interact with that will get on. You go to a boxing gym. Majority of a boxing gym is very mixed, very inviting. You've got coppers, you've got young kids, adults, you've got people from all backgrounds coming together, sharing um, one goal, one cause, where you are training each other and in a, uh, in a way, helping each other to become better. And I think society needs to reflect that. And I think the government needs to, you know, provide more funding for boxing gyms because if there was no boxing gyms, there'd be a lot of kids on the street. There'd be a lot more violence, in my opinion. And if it, was, if it wasn't for volunteers like the Chris Ashtons of the world and so on, then there'd be a lot more problems. But because they're building these gyms, there's an outlet for young people and then they provide that step of right okay so you can become an amateur fighter you can become uh, a pro fighter you can become the timekeeper the referee you could become a coach if you want and i think we need to start thinking in that way bringing educational programs within sports or societies whatever it is you need to make a major investment in youth in my opinion that's how i see it but, no. but yeah, uh, were you at the the march yesterday? I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, maybe I should have been. I was you. I was there for literally five ten minutes. I had to be somewhere. Was 
Peaceful. Seen all the, seen all the videos posted. Yeah, videos. it was yeah. peaceful. People got on with it. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of one or two people that I um, I saw and. And you know what? It was it was good, man. It was good. There was nothing. I, I think social. I think you could argue whether social distancing was the at the year two, but apart from that, it was all right. It was all right. That's good, man. That's that's really good. Uh, I, I I really do appreciate what these guys are doing. Maybe, maybe I should have been there, but like like I said to you earlier, I try play my part in my everyday life. Do you know what I mean? Every single thing you see me post on social media is positive. Every single time you hear my name, anybody hears nobody can come to you about with a bad story about me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like any any time anybody mentions my name, oh Jacob, oh he's working hard, oh he's uh, you know he's 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 uh, focus, he's very focused on what he's doing. You know, he's always spreading positivity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's the role I think is important to play, not just for me, for everybody. I think, like I said to you earlier. Is 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 about how the the general public perceive is perceive what you're doing and what you know black people are doing you know in in an everyday situation. I mean, it's good that they're doing it now. It's good that everyone's marching and they're all pulling together now. But let's reflect that in our everyday life for for, for a long time to come. You know what I mean? Every single day. That's that's what I'm trying to do. That's what that's that's what I believe. Ooh, man, I, I love I love your positivity and mm. how you think sorting yourself out loving yourself and then being positive and giving that outlook of doing good and you'll also receive um a lot of opportunities to progress so i, I like that thinking um let's talk boxing mm. man that's what it's all about that's what that's what it's all boxing. about let's talk about <laughs> yeah, boxing man boxing. what's um <laughs> jacob so obviously i'm looking at you i, I look i look at a very athletic young man what got you into yes, boxing sir. man it was it was it was the twenty twelve Olympics seeing AJ. Ah, oh, that was so inspiring. I've always had a drive to do something uh, in sport. I've always loved sport. Uh, I love it's not just boxing. Every every sport I love. I think I just love the competitive nature of sports. That's that's what get That's what gets me going. I, I would just. I, I used to play football as a kid, and uh, I, I I got a little bit bored of that, and I stopped doing it. And then I I got to it. 16 and I kind of thought all right I need to do something now I've been out of football for two years I thought what sport you know what sport do I want to do what what sport you know would get you get get me ticking would get me to actually be dedicated to, to sport again and after seeing the 2012 Olympics and AJ doing what he did I just thought that's for me do you know what I mean I thought I, I want to do that and then uh, I've never looked back and uh, I've just been working hard ever since like from the first day I went to the boxing gym to now I think my work ethic has just been well. I think if anything, it's 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 improved. It's gotten better. But I've always been a hard worker. You know, I've always come with a positive attitude. I, yeah, I I just and I love boxing now. I really do. What was it about AJ in particular you liked in those Olympics? Um, he was just a big star, wasn't he? I mean, he, he for, for for a long time. Before that, you know, the boxing, the light hasn't really shone on boxing in, in, in Britain anyway for, for, you know, not for a while. So it kind of just got everyone talking about boxing, didn't, didn't it? I kind of think uh, I just, I just, I, I re- must have resonated with that and liked him, you know what I mean? So he got me into boxing just like that. Where did you start then, your journey? In, in Huddersfield, there's, there's, there's two gyms. Uh, there was two gyms when I first started uh, 
one called Gladiators, which is an amateur boxing club, and uh, another called, uh, it was the Gasworks at the time. And uh, I actually started there. I was there for a few months. And then I found Gladiators Boxing uh, at the time. It was Den Doyle and Chris Aston who were the coaches. And I've seen all the pros there, all the amateurs together, working together, and I kind of thought, yeah, this is me. I've been with Chris ever since. Why, why Chris Ashton? I like Chris's attitude. I, 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 I really do. I think he's one of them, you know, no nonsense guys, like, like which I think I am now. It's kind of like it's, it's like he, he, he's not bothered how you feel. You know, you've got to go there and you've got to do your job. You know what I mean? Like it, it's on you. You know, no matter what happens in your life, when you step in the boxing ring, you've got to do your job. And if you don't do your job, then it's, it's not on anybody else. It's on you. And I like that, you know, that diehard attitude. I'm all about no excuses, you know what I mean? So it, it resonated with me. So I think uh, we are a good fit. Did you think you needed him at that particular age to get you into the pro game? No, I, 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 don't, I, I think mindset and my, my attitude to, to, towards anything is just... Like I'm a bit myself, you know what I mean. I, I, I am that, you know what I mean. I, I'm a typical guy that's no excuses, just you know, like a diehard attitude. You know, I'll go in there, I'll starve anybody. I'm not bothered. I'm just about working hard. Like that's just me, like to the core. I don't think I need anyone to, like, instill that in me or or, or bring it out of me. I think I've already got that, and I think that's my big major strength. And I think in time, I'm not the most talented athlete. Do you know what I mean? But I think my attitude and the way I approach training will you know what I mean I'll win in the end not now I've got I've got a long way to go but in the end I know my mindset's so strong I just don't I, I mean my attitude to, towards being an athlete and my attitude to, to working hard and, and boxing dedication is so strong it's impossible that, that I won't go somewhere so I, li- I like yeah. that man I like it. it's that mental strength you need don't you to be to yeah. be a boxer One because thing. let's be honest it's a lonely spot, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially mm. when you're training on your own, going for runs and working out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a lonely spot. You, like, you best not be relying on other people to bring it out, to bring, to bring the dog out, you know what I mean? You, need, you have to have it instilled in yourself. You've got to have that dog. You've got to have that drive to get up in the morning and uh, work a full day at work and then go to the gym afterwards and just do it like you love it. You know what I'm saying? Even when you're having a bad day, you've got to have that dog inside you. And if you need somebody to bring it out of you, you're in trouble. You need it yourself. Are you uh, working full time to support yourself, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I work full time uh, at, at the court. I work at Huddersfield County Court, so that's my, my nine to five. And obviously, just working on my working on my athletic career. You know, when 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 I can. I mean, I pretty I pretty much train. Uh, I do something to get better every single day, no matter how tired I am. No matter how I feel, you know, if I'm if I'm not motivated in myself that day, I'll just make. Even if that's something, is just, you know, it's just uh, watching an inspirational video on, on the YouTube, or you know, going to bed early, or, or just looking after myself, altering my diet a little bit. I make sure every single day I do something to get better and to improve myself. There's a lot of self-reflection, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What do you do 100%. at the county? What do you do at the county court? I do security. I work security, yeah. Uh, I, am not, I am not surprised. 
I'm, I'm, do you know what it is though? As a security guard, I'm, I'm such a friendly guy though. I'm not I'm like it's, it's not. Oh, look at me, I'm the guy. You know, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm the friendly guy. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a problem, I'll I'll talk to you. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll I'll try to figure it out by having a conversation with you, trying to understand the next man because everyone's going through the problems. You know what I mean? They're not mad at you. You know when they get angry or whatever, they're not mad at you. They're mad at the situation that they're in. So I just try. You know, I try to calm people down. Listen, like, I know you're having a bad day like try to get them to think about a different perspective and then uh, it normally calms them down and uh, that, that's how I solve my problems. There's no need to get in fights and there's no need to act the big tough hard man because, of the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see myself like that. Well, whenever there's a, a major case going on, at least they know that they've got a pro bo- pro boxer in the house. <laughs> I don't think these guys are going to be fair. <laughs> I don't think these guys are serious. <laughs> Uh, talk to me about your amateur career. What was that like? What was it? Um, you know, what did you know instill in you? Do you know what? I, I, I wish I'd had a longer amateur career. I, I always say this to people. I had 17 amateur fights. Didn't really achieve a lot. But um, You don't, you don't I mean, need I'm, to. World, there's been world champions that have not done well in the amateurs. True. I mean, like, 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 I just think I'm not bothered because I just think it's all about your mindset. Now, do you know what I mean? I think it's, it's it's a mindset you carry into into the professional game that matters. I mean, you could be the best amateur in the world, but if you know if you've got if you haven't got the best mindset going into being a professional, you know, just a professional mindset, you're not really going to do well either. If you believe you can do something, you know, you, you're more likely to do it than than if you're if you've got a different mindset. But no, my, my amateur career, going back to that, yeah, I had 17 amateur fights. I fought I fought a few tough kids. I, I gained a lot of experience. But like I said, if if I could go back, I would probably hang on there, maybe a couple more years and uh, see if I can achieve something, just so I can get the platform now. Because that, that's what I'd say to people. My advice to, to 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 amateurs looking to go professional now who haven't had a lot of amateurs like I did. My advice would be to go back. Don't try to rush things. You know, you you need to build that platform. You need people to know your name, which is where I went went wrong uh, in in my career. You need to build up that, that that platform that people go, oh, look at him, he's achieved all this. People know his name. So I think you need that to be a professional, to, to go into the professional ranks. And if you don't, you'd be struggling. What, is there like anything that you particularly took from the amateurs you thought, you know what, this is what I've taken out of it. Have you, did you, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, building your platform, but as a fighter, is there something that you took to improve yeah. your all-round game? Yeah, there is actually. There was one fight I had with with a guy called what's his name now. I had a fight with this guy, and I'm not joking. I've never felt like struggle and pain like that in, in a fight. And it was, I know it's only three rounds. I felt like I was gonna wet myself. <laughs> it was that bad. Like the fight was that hard, and, I, and, and he just hit me with some shots, and I thought I've never experienced that. But I, I went on to win the fight, and, it, and, and I just couldn't believe that, that, that I overcame the, the adversity. And it didn't look like you can see the video on the YouTube. It didn't look like I was going through much, but I knew I was like, and I, I knew myself. Oh my God, what is this? What's happening? You know what I mean? I, I'm, I just feel awful. And I came through and I won that fight. And ever since then, I, I, I knew that it, it, like for somebody to, 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 to knock me out, or somebody for somebody to get me to you know to quit or anything, it, no, it, it's not going to happen. That did something for my mind, and I thought, oh, my, I'm tough. Like, I feel like I'm one tough guy. You can hit me with whatever. I just feel like I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to get knocked out. I'm, you know, the fight's not going to get stopped. So I think that one fight in my amateur career did a lot for my mentals. Even though it was hard, I'm glad, I'm glad I came through it.
you're a tough dude and you can take damage. When was it during your amateur career you thought, you know what, I want to step up. I think I can compete. When did that happen? The first day I started boxing. You serious? <laughs> Damn. First day I started boxing, I, I, I was listen. If my mindset was, if I'm gonna be in something, you know, I'm gonna do my best, yeah, and I'm gonna try win, and I'm gonna try be a success. Here. There's no point in starting something to go. Oh well, I'm just gonna have a double. No, that's not my mindset. That's not me. The first day I stepped foot in a boxing gym, I thought I'm not going back. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna give him my all until I'm an amateur, until I'm winning fights, until I'm a professional, until I've won this title, and I've still got the same mindset. I'm driven. As an amateur, did you have, or as a pro, did you have any issues making weight at all? No, uh, I've always been able to maintain my weight. I think I, I, I don't gain weight and I don't lose it either. I, I've always been, you know, the same weight. I mean, as I've got older, I've, put, I've naturally put on weight because I'm growing. But like, I think it's just my metabolism. Uh, I'm just the way I'm built. I can't really lose weight and I can't really gain it either. Uh, so my weight's always been bang on. And right now, the super lightweight limit, I could make it tomorrow. Nice. So nice. no, I'm, I'm, ne I'm, ne I'm never struggled with the weight now. Any major injuries? No, I mean I've got. I don't know if you can see my eye. Yeah, I got. I got cut. I don't know if you can see that. I got a scar from my the. I think it was my fifth amateur fight. I don't. Yeah, it was a headbutt. That's what it was. And uh, I got cut, and uh, I had to go to hospital. But that's apart from that, that's the only injury I've ever sustained. I think what it is with, with injury, I think, uh, athletes, I think if you're in phenomenal shape all the time, you know, if, if you stay in shape, you know, 365 days, I think you're, you're a lot less subset, subs, can't say the word, subsessed. So, yeah, susceptible to, to injuries <laughs> out of shape here and you get in shape there and you're out of shape there. I think if you stay in shape all the time, you're a lot less susceptible to, to injuries. When you step up, when you stepped up to the pro game, so there's yeah. more there's more rounds and does your training have to increase as a result of the the pro game in terms of the amateur game or were you able to just sustain a, a certain level of fitness and a certain level of training my 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 level of fitness is always going up uh, i i i've always trained like that from 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 when i first started to now i mean my fitness is so much higher and i just think it's not a case of well, I've got a six-rounder, I'm going to train for six rounds. It's a case of one day I'll be fighting 12 rounds. So I need to prepare for that now. My training is going to reflect that mentality. So uh, my, my fitness is always increasing. It don't matter if it's a three-round fight, don't matter if it's a, a six-round fight. I'm going to train like I'm going to fight for a world title in 10 years. A different yeah. mindset, you know what I mean? No, I completely understand you need... You need that mindset to get you through and keep you hungry. Um, I understand what you mean. So, you know, when you're entering camp, I'm assuming you're not like some of the fighters we've had in the past that struggle with their weight. So when you go into camp, do you just concentrate on the boxing and the technical side of boxing? No, I mean, me, I'm, I'm always trying to get better at everything, at every single aspect of, of, of boxing, every, every, not just boxing, but being an athlete. I try to get better at it all. So if, if that's getting fitter, being, being stronger, the technical aspects of it, I, I want to get better at it all at all times. You've got to bring a certain smarts into it, you know, so, so it's like you don't want to burn out. So you're not going to be, if, if you're three weeks away from a fight, you're going to, you, you know, you, you're going to be focusing on different things. You, know, you don't want to be killing yourself and pushing yourself just to, oh, I need to be fitter. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to be a bit smart about it. But uh, no, I think uh, I, I try to work on all aspects of, of the game. 
can you talk to me about you know some of the technical aspects of boxing so say for example mm-hmm. you know your last fight against i think it was against naim chaudhry yeah. did you do anything in particular for that fight did chris say listen we're going to work on this this is what i want you to show me in the fight can you remember like what you were learning you know like creating traps and landing shots nothing too specific i mean i, I believe in, in in like i said earlier i believe in these early stages like you've got to be working on everything i think in the later stages when you're fighting you know guys like for a world title or at a very high level you've got to you know you've got to narrow it down and you have got to work on specific things for a specific fight but i think for now no, no disrespect at all to the people of to the people I've been fighting the intrauri all this no disrespect to all but i think we, we've got enough to beat these guys and prospects have got enough to beat these guys no disrespect i think because we fight you know easier opponents to start with we can carry on working on all of our game rather than just focusing on a specific thing to beat somebody i mean there might be the odd training session where i think oh, i'll work on this specific i know i might work on the jab i might work on a pull back uh, left hand but in general i just work on everything what particular combination or punch do you enjoy the most when you think you know what i got you this your mind now you're in my world now is there anything in particular just think Trying to get into a real these secrets on on camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, I think it's my, my my main weapon is my one two, just basic, simple one two. I think uh, and anyone who's sparred me, any anyone who, who fought will tell you that that's probably my that's probably my best uh, combination of punches. Just simple one two. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why. I don't. It's probably just the way I'm built. I, I don't know. I, I, that's the punch I can always just seem to get off. Because you're someone who's consistently looking after themselves do you enjoy the process of a camp camp is 365 days for me you know what i mean i'm always in camp always there's never a day there's never a day that i'm not trying to come back the next day and and train and train my hardest that's my whole life my whole life is i, I mean it even sounds sad floats my boat you know what i mean like my whole life is a camp i need to wake up the next day to to be better than i was last week and i train just as hard now than the will than than i'll train if i'm if i'm fighting a, a world title fight you know what i mean that, that, that tri- to succeed in this sport i mean even at a low level i think that's the mindset you've got to have because you've got to think about me i'm not even competing at a high level in this sport and my mindset's like this so imagine if your mindset wasn't like this like you, you just wouldn't get anywhere in this sport you know what i mean it, it's it's such a competitive and hard sport that you've got to develop certain traits about yourself and if you don't do it then you, you, I'm sorry but you're not going to go nowhere mm. unless unless you just born super 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 talented which is 1% of the population mm-hmm. there's this element where unfortunately in this day and age boxers are having to do a lot more than just train keep yeah. keep healthy and so on yeah. you're now having to sell tickets where at one time in the past you didn't have to what are your thoughts about that and about selling tickets to get people to get bums on seats my, my my thoughts are this if you're a special athlete if you're a special boxer you're going to sell tickets if you're not you're not going to sell tickets it's just blanket like that's that's just what i believe now i used to be one of these people who's like oh, oh i'm so keen i can't sell a ticket this this that if you're a special fighter if you're going to be able to do something in this sport if you've got the talent if you work hard enough you put bums on seats just from people talking about you just from the the just from the aura you give off you know what i mean 
I think, well, it's, it's just like anything. If you, if you look at football teams, if you look at, uh, at any sport, who has the most support? It's the best team. The best team who wins all the championships, who wins all the leagues, they have the mass, the biggest fan base that reaches, you know, like, for example, Ma Manchester United back in the day. Their fan base was just extraordinary. It reached African countries. It reached everybody. Because of one reason, they was the best. I think if you become such a force in, in, in your own sport, like, if you you know, if people look at you going, wow, like, he's, he's so good. He's got so much talent. You will put bums in seats. And if you don't do that, you're not a special fighter. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just what I think about it now. So you've changed your perception on it, haven't you? I've changed it a lot. I mean, I've, cha I've changed it a lot because I, when I first came into, into, into this sport, as a professional, I was a bit timid. I was a bit, I was a bit you know, oh, well, uh, I'm not really sure if I should be here. I'm just taking a bit of a backseat. My mindset's changed now. My mindset's, you're either good enough or you're not. And if you're not, then you've got to do something about it. And if you don't do something about it, don't complain to nobody. Don't complain, oh, well, I can't sell a ticket. That the boxing game is not just a no excuse kind of kind of mentality. That's 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 what that's what I'm coming with now. Maybe. You know, because of the because of the way you are, and because of this 365 days um, you're in camp. Have you lost any yeah. like friends or family thinking, you know what, you're on the back seat now because I've got to do this and I'm doing this my way, and I'm sorry, but I can't give you the time that I once could. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I've got, I've, I've got. A lot of people who I, I, I like and that a lot of people like me, but I like as, in terms of friends and stuff, like what do I want to go hang out with you for? Are you going to make me better? If, you, if you're not going to make me better, I've got no business hanging out with you. Do you know what I'm saying? That's my mentality. It, it's, it's how bad you want it. I mean, do you want to go to this party more than you want to succeed in, in, in your chosen sport? Do, do you know... Do, do you want to go and uh, have fun with your friends uh, every weekend and drink and do this? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. You go do that if it's if it's if it's what makes you tick. But what makes me tick is being a, being a, a success in in my sport. If there's a, ever a contest between do I want to go here and and and, and have a party and, and 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 make friends here and do the whole social thing, or do I want to leave uh, leave an imprint on people and, and inspire people and and one day become something special where people talk about I'm choosing this every time you know what I mean it's no contest it doesn't affect me like like other people a lot of people like they need like other people to, to, to boost them up and validate them you know, I don't need that I don't need anybody to, to tell me anything like, like I know what I want and I know how I'm going to get it and, and if it means not talking to you or losing you here or losing a friend there so be it I like that obviously this is a tough time for all sports what do you think we're going to see from boxing in the next 12 months? Not a lot. <laughs> not not a lot. Uh, I mean, we've already got kicked off with Shakur Stevenson over in America with, with a no-crowd contest. In terms of getting smaller people like me back up, back under the lights, uh, we've, not really got, we've not really got too much of a shot uh, for, for, for a while. I'm thinking maybe around, maybe November, not, probably not even November time, probably even past that it doesn't even discourage me because i know it, it will resume soon you know it, it will resume one day and when that time resumes i'm going to be ready you never know you might get a phone call jacob it's possible i mean i'm still like i said i mean i stay ready it's possible i can fight tomorrow and i'm, 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 I'm prepared to fight whenever chris comes to me and goes listen i've got you a fight 
don't matter who it is, don't matter what, well, to an extent, you know what I mean? Not, I'm not going to fight a world champion when I'm far and over, but people are on my level, you know what I mean? It don't matter who it is, where it is, whatever. When that call comes, I'm fighting. Do you think we'll see fights where fighters are having to put their records on the line a lot earlier instead of getting that build-up with journeymen and getting their name out there? Do you think, you know what, you're foreign or you're foreign or I, we mm. need, the public need good fights now, fight. Do you think we'll see something like that or do you think it'll go back to the way it was? I think it'll go back to the way it was because at the end of the day, this is a business. This is the business. People are not dumb who make these matches. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're not going to sacrifice somebody who makes a lot of money and, and somebody who could be a future star. Just, just uh, you, you know, it's, it's going it, to, I think the game's going to go on how it's been going on. Me personally, I'll fight you. Even if it's a, you've got the slight advantage, I'll, I'll fight you because a loss to me doesn't mean anything. I know a loss to me is not going to alter what I think up here. Uh, I'll get straight back to the gym. I'll get straight back out there for another fight if I lose. All's well that ends well. I can take a hundred losses now, but I, I know I'm going to win in the end. All's well that ends well. Who's currently your favourite boxer and why? Currently, do you, do you mean like do you mean like like out of all everyone, like everyone, everyone, everyone worldwide? I've always been a fan of Mayweather, just because he, he you know, he's a perfectionist, and is uh, he, the best. Why wouldn't you like someone who's, who's the best? Who's a perfectionist? I mean, a lot of people are like, oh well, I think I'll say somebody who's a bit. He's the best, and that's why I like him. You know what I mean? And I think he reflects my, his mentality reflects what I think. So yeah, I think it's always been Mayweather, even though he's retired now. When he was fighting, he was my, he was my role model. He's my inspiration. There's a lot of fighters. You're probably one of a rare few that say that you know what, um, I need to follow that that footprint, that blueprint. Sorry, where I'm always fit, I'm always ready to go. Why do you think other fighters can't do that? Because they say I'm a fan of Mayweather, but mm -hmm. doing it as you say, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm staying in shape why do you think mm. fighters let themselves go because there's a lot of distractions in the world do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's extremely hard to get to a point where all you want to do is be better at, the, at, at your sport you know what I mean there's so many distractions as a young man you've got women yeah you've got uh, look, you know you've got going out to the clubs you've got also, you know, a lot of people get mixed up in, in drugs. A lot of people get mixed up in all sorts, drinking, all sorts of stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying there's not, I'm not trying to down, no disrespect to these people. Like, do what you got to do. I mean, like, it's your life. You know what I mean? If you want to experiment with this and that and that, then you do that. But uh, I think for me, from an early age, I've just always had such a strong drive to, 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 be, to do something constructive and positive with my life that I think all these distractions, they're not as strong. They don't seem like it's such a, they don't pose such a threat to me as, 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 it, as it would the next person. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm as tempted to, to, to go down that route than somebody else. I saw your uh, social media the other day about yeah. uh, AJ versus Tyson Fury. Oh, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good who do you think wins that fight and why? I think Fury takes it. Just because I think he's, he's he's the better boxer, simple as that. I think AJ is the better athlete, but Fury is the better boxer, and this is boxing we're talking about. It, you know, it speaks for itself. AJ, for me, 
no disrespect to AJ, I think he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great boxer and he's a great athlete as well, but I think he might just be a little bit stiff, you know, in terms of Fury's got, he can, Fury works the angles very well and he works the different, you know, he can, he's very agile for, for, for oh, you've got to think for a guy who's six foot nine and however much he weighs, like how agile he is for, for that weight is crazy. Whereas AJ's more forward than backwards, you know, lateral, you know, this, this you know, a little bit. It sounds disrespectful to call him a robotic fighter because he's, he's not a robotic fighter, but he's more of a robotic fighter than Fury is. I, I, I just like Fury. I think I think I think he's is the better boxer, he's the superior boxer. In terms of power, uh, I've got AJ. He's got the power. He's the bigger physical threat. He's got uh, dynamite in both hands. He's, he's so strong. Fury's the better boxer. What do you think, anyway? At this moment in time, I think momentum is with Fury because he's beaten the best, uh, one of the best out there. He's a champ. He's got the WBC yeah. belt. And mm -hmm. the way he's able to transform himself over the past two or three years and with that game plan, I'll be honest with you, I thought Fury was going to beat Wilder in 12 on points. No one was expecting for Fury to come forward and to showcase his skills like that. What I think now is, if he has a good game plan, Fury is capable of doing it on the back foot, on the ropes, moving at angles, because he's yeah. got that American style. And he, he knocked out Wilder. He, he, he insulted Wilder because he showed his flaws mm -hmm. in the game. You, you mm -hmm. know, when someone takes away your weapon, your main weapon, mm -hmm. And yeah, he nullified everything he has. And, you know, by coming he's forward, he's reduced the angle of you throwing back, you know, push, pulling your arm back and throwing your, that right hand. And I was just like, he, and I was just like, you know, Wilder got lucky because if his tr main trainer didn't throw in the, the towel, I think Wilder could have uh, got seriously hurt. So it's very hard Definitely. to go against Fury at this moment in time. But, what I did see from AJ was I saw a slimmer version of AJ against Ruiz. And I just thought, you know what? I like this slimmer version a lot better than oh, I like oh, the big yeah. the big AJ. So you thought it, yeah, so it worked to his advantage being a bit, being a bit slimmer? 100%. Um, he toyed with Ruiz. Ruiz, to me, uh, Ruiz is a disgrace to boxing. You can't do stuff what? like that. He is. He is oh, a disgrace to boxing. Yeah. Right. So I if mean, you look at if you think about it, uh, Jacob, yeah. you've become you've become world champion. You're world champion now. Yeah. Surely, surely you don't go on a big massive party binge. You don't do that. You think right? I've got a rematch with this guy. I've got to knock him out again. I've got to prove it to I, everyone again. Yeah. I mean, you know me personally and my mindset. That that's not the, the mindset I take. I mean, I'd, I'd be hundred percent dedicated to just dominating the division I'm not that's me personally but I mean everybody's different man you know what I mean I mean he, he, he might have just wanted to be in boxing just just to provide a, you know a living a good living for his family and then get out you know what I mean I mean everybody's different I mean I'm not gonna say a bad word about him because in order to get to the pinnacle of boxing where you're a world champion and you've done this and that that's oh my god that's so that must be um, i just can't imagine how hard that must be no i mean and, he's you know, a, yeah i mean he's a disgrace in terms of you know not training properly canelo was there shouting at him and i was just like 
You've got. Yeah. I think Canelo could have done better than him. I'm not saying Canelo's going to beat AJ, but in terms of training, keep yourself fit. You beat AJ once. You shocked the world. You went down in history. If you'd have looked after yourself, and his former coach has come out and said, "Look, he didn't train properly. He was there partying." <laughs> And ultimately, yeah. that's what, in my opinion, that was one of the reasons what what cost him the fight. Yeah, pro- probably. It, I mean, yeah, it, it was a wasted opportunity for Mexico because uh, I mean he was the first heavyweight Mexican world champion. Mm. So I mean, he, he could have given Mexico a bit more of a, of, a, of a of a shine, a bit more of a spotlight. But uh, like I said to you before, man, I mean, everybody, he might have just run out of all motive. Sometimes it happens, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can reach the absolute pinnacle. I beat AJ, the world's talking about me. I'm, I'm the next biggest thing since sliced bread. And then all of a sudden, oof, you know, there's nothing else to do now. Like I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm happy retiring. A, good, a prime example, Marcos Maidana, when, 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 when he fought Mayweather. Uh, he lost the fights, yeah, but... He, in the in the first fight, he he came close closer than a lot of people have have come to to uh, making Mayweather look a little bit you know a little bit vulnerable. After them two fights, you see what happened with him. He bloomed up bloomed up to whatever he bloomed up. I can't even talk. Whatever heavyweight. He, bloomed up to. heavyweight. <laughs> he could have fought Ruiz. You know what I'm saying? So he just kind of got to that place where he thought, you know what? I've made all these millions. I've done all this stuff. Like, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm hanging up my gloves. And I can't fault him for doing that. You know what I mean? I mean, I know you've got your views, but same with Ruiz. I can't fault him for doing that. Then another person might not have even had another fight with AJ. They might have just gone, you know what? I've achieved this monumentous task. Uh, that's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get these, this five million or whatever it was, and I'm going to go sail off in a sunset somewhere. Definitely. And I can't fault him. Jacob, it's been an hour. Thank you so much. <laughs>